This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us and for following Working Like Dogs on Instagram and Facebook. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co-host is my adorable service dog, Lovey. And we're thrilled to be with you to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, and that's about physical training for our working dogs. Because you know how working dogs, they can have some of the same risks that highly competitive canine athletes can have. And so regular exercise and an ongoing training program can really reduce their risks of injuries. And I know as a person with a disability, I'm always looking for ways that I can increase Lovey's physical stamina and ensure that she's having fun, right? So today we're going to be visiting with two people who are going to help us with this topic. And one is Stephanie Walter, and she's the global sales marketing person from FitPaws. And then we also have Maureen Stevens with us, who is a master trainer with FitPaws. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Stephanie and Maureen to the show. Tired of wasting money on giant bags, boxes, and jugs of litter that don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter that lets you use less and get more. World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to deliver outstanding odor control and easy cleanup. It's lightweight, 99% dust-free, and pet, people, and planet-friendly. It's even flushable. Make the switch to World's Best Cat Litter and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. I'm so excited to welcome Stephanie Walter and Maureen Stevens to the show. Hello, you guys, and welcome. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, well, I'm so excited that you guys could be here because exercise and and physical training is so important for working dogs. And really, I have just learned about Fit Paws recently and just so excited to learn more today about what's possible. So, first of all, Stephanie, if you could tell us what is Fit Paws? Fit Paws was something that was created in 2010 and what it was was we had a human line and a lot of our products were coming back hot so we were kind of going out there finding out what was going on and we found that our a lot of our dog customers were using our human products for their dogs and the nails started um, ripping the products so we went out and we researched and we created a new stronger pvc for our products and that's how fit pause was born was it was the human line transferred over to dogs, but made thicker so that their paws won't puncture it. Their nails wouldn't puncture it. Right. So it's all kinds of exercise equipment specifically for dogs, right? Right. We do exercise equipment and we also have um, rehab equipment as well. 
I actually found it when I took my retired service dog, Whistle. I took him to physical therapy. And that's where I first saw some of the equipment because the veterinarian where he goes uses it for agility for him. Because Whistle, I just wrote a blog posting about this. And Whistle actually started falling. You know, he's a tall dog. And so he started losing his balance. And so Dr. McKelvey had him getting on some of your items that, as you said, reminded me of my husband's exercise equipment, like a BOSU or some of those things where you are balancing. So, I mean, so you said your customers were actually already doing it. You got the idea from them? Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, how did you start to market this and get people to like veterinarians like Dr. McKelvey? Is that your big market or or how did you start spreading the word about Fit Paws? Because I'm going to tell you how else I found out about it too. Well, I think how we really started getting it out there was word of mouth. We um, really started pushing trade shows and getting out there. So not only was our target vets with the rehab, but we wanted to go into the agility. We wanted to go into the everyday dog. Just anyone that was exercising their dog or had an obese dog that needed to be exercised so that we could get out there and really get our products to them so that they could learn how to do it. Um, With that, we came up with some classes that we've taught. So we're not just focused on just one general area. We want to get out there to everybody. And Maureen, you're a master trainer with Fit Paws, aren't you? Yes, and a certified canine fitness trainer with Fit Paws as well through the University of Tennessee. Oh, cool. So tell us, what is a certified canine fitness trainer? Well, it's, it's quite the intensive program. It's hours and hours of online videos going over dog anatomy, how the muscles work together. If this muscle is strained, it's probably, there's another muscle that's compensating. And how do you balance out their body so the dogs can have a longer career, whether it be as a working dog, agility dog, whatever dog sports these people get into. Even the weekend warrior dogs that just go out with their people on the weekends and hike and stuff. Most of those dogs are just couch potatoes during the week. And we're finding that they have really, really weak cores. Their rear ends are not, you know, established with muscle tone. So that these dogs were out there getting hurt and their humans didn't know why. Yeah, that is, I think you really nailed a lot of issues. I know for me, as a person who uses a wheelchair, it's hard for me to come up with ideas to work Lovey and to work her core. Yes, she's working all day when she's in meetings and she's going from location to location, but I'm so excited about this because of what it can mean to condition her core and her overall stamina and strength, which is what it it seems like this is really designed for. Absolutely. I was also a trainer with Domino Service Dogs here in Lakewood, Colorado for four years. I was beginning to build a program for some of their service dogs, especially the dogs that are used for brace and balance work, the dogs that are actually pulling the wheelchairs and things like that. We're seeing they're using one side of their body and their other side of their body is really, really weak. And they're, you know, they can't work for as long as if their bodies are in pain. 
Exactly. And that's some of the things that Lovey does for me. Like she helps me to transfer out of my wheelchair into bed. And so exactly that. She usually uses the same side. Well, the other way that I found out about you guys that I was going to share with you is the agency that Lovey was trained by, Assistance Dogs of the West, they actually have started using FitPaws equipment in training new assistance dogs. And so I'm so excited because Lovey has an appointment this week to play on some of the FitPaws equipment so that I can see what she resonates with and what she really likes so that we can purchase that and have it at home because people can do that, can't they? They can have the the equipment at home and, and work directly with their dog. So Maureen, tell us a little bit more about how that would work or how you would work with somebody who might want to work at home. Right. Well, it definitely depends on the extent of the person's disability, what kind of disability. The people that we would work with that were in wheelchairs, we actually had two instructors in that class. So we were actually able to help the person that could not get out of their wheelchair or that was not mobile enough to be able to slowly guide their dogs over the equipment. A lot of times the um, clients thought, well, we got to do this really, really quick. Well, in canine conditioning, slow is the new fast. And you want to make sure that your dog is going slow enough so they're able to work these muscles and build them the way that they need to be built so they're not putting strain on the ones we're working on or the ones that we're not working on. They're not falling off the equipment. Oh, I love that. I love slow as the new fast. That sounds really good, especially someone who has physical limitations like I do. That sounds really good. And Lovey is not all that fast. I mean, she's a stocky little Labrador, you know, and so she's really not all that fast, but she's super strong. So I'm, I'm really excited to start working with her on that. And I don't know which one of you is the best to answer this question. I have noticed because I've been looking at your website and trying to decide what equipment to buy. So, Stephanie, I don't know if you want to answer this question, but it looks like you have like a kit that has some of the basic things. What would you recommend if someone like me that wants to start working with their assistance dog, what would you recommend that they start with? It really depends on where you're comfortable at starting. Um, I usually like to recommend starting with like the large balance disc. It's a 22-inch balance disc. The more air that's inflated, the harder the exercise, but the less air, the easier the exercise. So something that can go up and down as you're getting more comfortable with the exercises. It has a large surface, plus you can pair it with a bone, so it's still low to the ground, but it's working different areas of the dog's muscles. And you also have like obstacle course kinds of things. I know when Whistle goes to physical therapy, he has some things that help him go from side to side. So Maureen, can you tell us a little bit about some of that? Absolutely. So with your dog is moving side to side. It's not a natural, it's not something that they do naturally. However, in the agility world, especially when the dogs are doing the weave pulls, They are working their abductor and adductor muscles in a way that they don't normally do that day to day. So that's why the sidestepping is important in that aspect. But then when you think of service dog, the service dog world, we're having our service dogs 
walk on different kinds of surfaces. You know, one side of the body is higher, one side of the body is lower. Sometimes they're going to have to make a really tight turn one way or the other way. And if these they're doing it a lot and these muscles are not conditioned, that's where we start seeing, you know, the soreness and the lameness come in. And when I am starting dogs, I actually teach Fit Pods classes and workshops here in Colorado. We start on all the floor foundations first because we want to make sure that especially their rear ends are strong. Dogs carry 80% of their weight in their front ends. A lot of dogs have no idea that they have back legs. So we work on their proprioception of their rear ends as well. And you need to build their core to be able to stabilize their legs when they're doing these different exercises and walking over these different surfaces. That's awesome. So when you say the four foundations, do you mean that as the rear end, the front end, the core? And what's the fourth one? It's actually floor, F-L-O-O. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you for clarifying that for me. Okay. Okay, cool. And then it's it's working those different areas of their body because that's exactly what Whistle has been doing. He is losing his ability to really know where his legs are. And so these exercises are really helping to strengthen him so that he can figure out what his front and his rear ends are doing. So it's been really perfect for that. Definitely. And one of the first things we have, I have the dogs doing in my classes is getting their front feet up on a canine fit bone, which is actually strengthening their back legs. Cool. A lot of walking over cavalettis or actually have built a PVC ladder. The dogs are really great about walking over it forward, but you try to teach them to go over backwards and they're like, I have no clue how to lift my feet. (laughs) We actually have one little itty bitty papillon, she's about three and a half pounds, going over the ladder and she totally just lifted her back feet to walk across the ladder. feet at all and you know yeah that that was funny but you know come to find out go have your dog's rear end check she had some back issues some nerve issues in her back what was causing her not to want to use her back leg yeah yeah we're not even sure exactly what is going on with whistle but he's really struggling with it and in fact we're having to also put on those little ultra boots on him which are helping him to kind of get his balance back when he's walking on tile or surfaces that are slick for him yeah which has been another another good thing that the physical therapy vet shared with us so yeah so we're going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors and we're going to come back and hear more about the fit pause equipment and how Stephanie and Mar are are working with people to help them get their dogs conditioned and cross-trained. So come right back. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops. With omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try LicoChops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. 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 
Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're so happy to have with us today Maureen Stevens and Stephanie Walter from Fit Paws. And we're talking about the amazing new Fit Paws equipment and training and physical training for our working dogs. And before the break, we were talking about some of the things that you can do. And I just wanted to ask you, Maureen. Like, for example, me, I want to start Lovey in a new program. What would you recommend someone who has a working dog and they want to get their dog started in some kind of cross-training, core-strengthening program? How would you recommend we get started? Well, actually, I always prefer that people go to somebody who is a Fit Pause Master trainer or a certified canine fitness instructor as well. Because we have gone through, you know, the CCFTs have gone through all of the anatomy and how the muscles work and all of that stuff. The master trainer program did a the hand, two-day hands-on lab, three-day hands-on lab, sorry, where they were actually taught, they start with the foundations on the floor. So like Stephanie was mentioning, the round disc that you can use and the canine fit bones. Like I said earlier, when you're putting your dog's front feet on an elevated object and asking them for a shake with each paw, you're working both sides of the rear muscles. If you reverse that, have their back feet on the fit bone, asking for a shake with both paws, you're working on their front end. So what people want to do is, you know, just advance that too quickly or do it for too long. What I recommend when I'm starting a new exercise with a dog is maybe five minutes or just count out 10 treats. Do it for a short period of time so you're not fatiguing their muscles. It's like if we go out and we, you know, want to start doing landscaping and all of a sudden we're moving all these pavers the next day we wake up and we can't move. Our dogs don't understand that. You know, and all they know is they're sore and they're hurt. Yeah. I start a program that's on low equipment. I use a lot of aerobic step benches. So the dogs have a definitive boundary of where their feet should be. And we teach them how to do what we call a folding down. It's like a sphinx down where their feet don't move. Their front feet and their back feet stay stationary. And they're just folding with their body, working their, engaging their core to be able to, you know, go from a sphinx down to a stand. Well, I really appreciate you talking about that and making sure that we don't overexert our dogs and cause them any kind of pain or discomfort. So I really appreciate you saying that. And to think about five minutes doesn't sound like that long. But as you said, I mean, and even when we do training sessions with our dogs, we know that those training sessions are usually pretty quickly because of their attention span. But let me also ask you, Maureen, how often should you do these sessions, these five-minute sessions with your dog say a week what would you recommend to get started well what I recommend is you want to work on several aspects of your dog's body their flexibility their balance their core strength mental is really important so in the mental category it's teaching your dog how to work in a new way on the equipment but keeping in mind that if you're working on a strength 
exercises one day, you don't want to do back-to-back -back strength, and you don't want to do back-to-back -back balance exercises. So you want to give them a day off. I also recommend, you know, giving your dog at least one day off just to, you know, go for a nice walk, do some, you know, fun stuff. Just mm -hmm. With their human. I mean, my dogs love it. I have a training area in my basement and we go down there. I set up before so they never know what we're going to work on. And my dogs have been doing this for several years and they see what I have set up. They run into their crates. I call one dog out at a time. And, you know, my younger dog can definitely do a lot more than my service dog, who's almost eight years old. Because she's more flexible, she's more excited, and she's the dog that needs to be really slowed down. She wants to just go cuckoo and crazy, and so it, it's a lot of management and a lot of control. But I don't want her to hurt herself, because if she gets hurt, then, you know, it could be she's on crate rest for six weeks because she really strained a muscle. Right, right, which is a huge point for us when we depend on those dogs for for work every day. So I appreciate you making that point. So Stephanie, Maureen mentioned about working with a certified trainer. Does FitPaws have trainers in every state? So if our listeners want to find someone that they could work with? I think we do have trainers in almost every state. If you go to our website and go under coaching, not only could you find our master trainers, but you can find the list of CCFTs too. So Perfect. Had like the three day they didn't finish to the CCFT, whereas our CCFTs went ahead and finished the whole the whole program, which is now what they have to do anyways. But we have it divided into lists. So you have the CCFTs, then you have the MTs. Okay, great. And do you guys, does FitPaws, do you do classes around the country or is that dependent on the individuals like Maureen? That's usually dependent on the individuals. We are trying to get some new webinars up on our website so that we can offer more classes. I know I wanted to touch base on puppies. I wanted to touch base on um, the older dogs, the beginner dogs, the working dogs, just kind of go everywhere that we can with them. Yeah, no, that sounds so great because like I said, at my house, I have a senior who's 13 who's really enjoying the equipment. And then I have a, a very healthy four-year-old in Lovey who definitely needs the exercise though and, and needs the conditioning. So like I shared with you guys on this week, Lovey is actually going into her agency, Assistance Dogs of the West, and they're going to help me to see what's accessible for me and what Lovey resonates with and what her level is, like as Maureen was describing, to see what kind of equipment and what kind of work we could do together to get her to start building up her core strength. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, really, really excited about it. So when someone is getting started, I'm guessing, Maureen, maybe this is a question for you. You've mentioned a couple of different equipment items. You mentioned the donuts, the peanuts. What do you really think, though, somebody should get started with? And also somebody on a limited budget, what would you recommend for them? Well, like Stephanie mentioned, depending on the size of your dog. So the canine fit bone is something I highly recommend to all of my clients. I personally have nine of them in my repertoire. Um, and then there's the small 22-inch disc and the 36-inch. It's a 14 and a 22. Oh, it's a 14 and a 22. Sorry. So they're just inflatable discs. 
So depending on how much air, if you put more air in them, it's harder, less air, you know, it's easier. My clients, they say, if I just can get $100 worth of equipment, what should I get? And those are right. the that I recommend. And so with the disc, what do you have the dog do? Does it just try to sit and balance on the disc? Is that the goal? There's so many things you can teach on the disc. So with front paws up, you can do a paw shake. You can have the dog with their front feet on the disc and do a sit where they tuck their back legs in. Their front feet remain on the disc. You can have them go from the sit to a stand, keeping their feet on the disc. And then from a stand to a down, keeping their front feet on the disc. Then you can switch it, have their back feet on the disc, go through the whole repertoire. Not all at one time. Keep in mind, keep the session short. But another thing I do with my dogs is, and my clients' dogs, I have their front feet on the disc. And then I am walking around the disc and they are just moving their back legs and their front legs, keeping their front feet on the disc working their abductor and adductor muscles as they go around the disc both ways. You need to keep in mind you need to work both sides of the body. I love that. And I love your idea, too, about having 10 treats. And once you've given out those 10 treats, then your session is done for the day. I think that's a great idea and a great way to look at it for people. So tell us what you do, Maureen, with the hurdle set. The hurdle set, so that is a lot of, like we talked about with the ladder, the proprioception. So I always have client, you know, and depend. those are good because you can space them farther or closer together depending on the size of the dog. So I always have them walk their dog over the hurdle set first, stop them at the end. And what I use is gentle body pressure to see if the dog will take a step back with their foot. If they do, then I'm going to mark it with a clicker and reinforce that. We find a lot of times that the dogs will just sit. So what do I do? I just either put a hand under their belly or I gently put my foot under their belly so they can't sit. And if they move a foot, just an inkling, then I'm going to mark it and reward it. And they'll start to think, oh, it's, it's not me sitting, it's me lifting my back foot. Because like we talked about earlier, dogs a lot of times don't know they have a rear end. They don't know how to go backwards. If they're still struggling, I will set up a barrier and just teach a dog to go backwards on flat ground. So I'll have a wall and set up an X-pan or you can do it between a couch and a coffee table and just teach your dog how to back up on the flat. And that way, you know, then when you bring out the hurdle set and you're walking them forward and you're cueing them to back up, oh, that's what that means. And I actually have to lift up my foot. Cool. Well, it sounds like there's just endless things that you can really do with your dogs with the equipment to help, as you said, to to make sure that they stay engaged and interested, but also um, so that you're working other muscles and other parts of their body. And as you said, making sure that we're working both sides of their bodies, which is so important. I get that. Absolutely. Another really good thing about the hurdle set is you can put those bars pretty high and you can teach your dog to crawl under the hurdle set, which is really good for dogs that need to strengthen their shoulders. Oh, fun. 
Wow. Well, it just sounds so great. And I want to ask you, Stephanie, how can our listeners get more information about FitPause? If they want to check out the equipment, they want to check out the coaching. I know you mentioned your website, but tell us more about that and give us the um, web address. Definitely. They could go on to our website at www.fitpaususa.com. There we have all of our product. We have videos linked into our product so that they can see how it's being used. It has full descriptions. It has length limits for the penis if if they were more advanced and something that they wanted to do. We have our Facebook page through USA. We have an Instagram account, USA, Twitter, USA, And then we also have a YouTube channel where not only have we posted, but we've had our instructors post. We've had just a lot of other people that have started using FitPause posts there too. So there's an array of information just on our YouTube channel of how to use the equipment, different exercises you can do. Plus most of our equipment comes with a DVD for you to um, view so you can learn how to use the equipment as well. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm just curious, Stephanie, do you have anybody um, that's posted on your YouTube channel who's in a wheelchair working with their dogs? I honestly could not tell you if we have had any of those, but it's an open channel so anybody can post using it. Oh, great. Well, maybe Lovey and I will post something about using it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. Well, I am so excited about that. And I love that you have that available, all those videos and through YouTube so that you know how when we get new equipment and we get it home and then we don't know what to do with it. So that's wonderful that you're making that available to people. And Maureen, tell us how our listeners can get more information about you, especially if they're in the Colorado area or if they'd like to engage you for your services. How could they do that? My website is Be a Good Dog, and it's B with two E's, like a bumblebee. So it's BeAGoodDog.com. I also have a Facebook page, Be a Good Dog, as well. And, you know, I'm doing a couple of workshops in the next couple of months. One is at the Humane Society of Boulder Valley, which I finally got in there because I'm like, I'm shocked you guys don't teach this. Um, So I'm doing a workshop there in April. I'm doing one in Westminster on Mother's Day. And then I do group classes in uh, Westminster and Broomfield right now as well. And, you know, I, I have a lot of resources. I know other CCFTs and master trainers that can be available as well. If, you know, if they don't want to drive to northern Denver, the northern area. We have quite an extensive, between FitPods and myself, quite an extensive network of referring to each other. And it's a lot of people, isn't dog training really, really competitive? It is, but not a lot of people teach canine conditioning. And some of them that do don't have the credentials and are not quite honestly doing it correctly. Yeah. Well, Lovey and I actually go to Craig Hospital in Denver. So oh. we're up there quite a bit. And I know a lot of patients from Craig that have service dogs. Maybe we can figure out something to do a canine conditioning class at Craig sometime. Because no. I, yeah, because I know when I would Lovey and I go there a couple of times a year, there's lots of working dogs around that facility in the hospital. So I know that some of those young Spinal cord survivors would definitely love to be engaging in this and learning how to condition their dogs. So lots for us to talk about. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Absolutely. Well, give me a call when you're out this way. I'll come meet you. 
I will. I will. In fact, I'll be coming back up there pretty soon. So I'll hold you to it, Maureen. It's a date. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much for being with us and for the innovative work that you're doing. It's so great for so many reasons to keep us all healthy and fit and, and being the strongest teams that we can be. So thank you both so much for being with us today. We really appreciate that. And we hope you'll come back. We really want you to come back and tell us more because I can only imagine what you two ladies are going to be coming up with, with more equipment and more opportunities for people to condition not only their dogs, but themselves as well. So we, we really hope you'll come back. Anytime. Just let us know. Yeah, we'll be here. Awesome. Well, and thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We love staying connected with you, and we love getting your emails. And you know you can keep those coming at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. And I invite you to follow Working Like Dogs, if you're not already, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're having so much fun connecting with you and seeing your working dogs and the awesome things that you're doing with each other. I mean, we just love that. So please keep those emails and those photos coming. And thanks so much for being with us and take good care. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>